think is like lessons learned during COVID. Right. And uh, a lot of it, like um, I started like one, a lot of the lessons were uh, for people, just find yourself a hobby, find yourself um, something that is like for you to, mm-hmm. to enjoy uh, without other people. Find yourself um, and find yourself a good partner, a happy partner. This is a very important one. Amazing, yeah. I clap. Yeah. Episode 220 of A to the show. Yeah, there we go. There we go. <laughs> we got yeah. uh, a comedian on the show today. Uh, Momo's Laughs, uh, first comedian from uh, Dubai. So there we go. Uh, thanks for uh, coming that's on. Not setting the expectation too high that it's going to be funny. <laughs> All right. But, well, it's going to be a disappointment, guys. It's, it's not going to be funny. Well, and that's a wrap, folks. <laughs> now, but tell us, Momo, <laughs> tell us who you are and what, what you do. I am, uh, my real name is Muhammad. Okay. Uh, I am, uh, yes, I do comedy. I'm a, I'm a comedian. I've been doing it for three plus years now. Uh, but, but yeah, my, my background is engineering. I studied, uh, I studied engineering. I graduated as an engineer 15 plus years ago. Mm-hmm. And I worked in consulting and engineering consulting, the very boring stuff. Right. Yeah. But uh, yeah, about, Two years ago, I decided to uh, to give comedy full time ago, uh, but the universe didn't want it because <laughs> right, <laughs> because the universe shut down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, no, I've I've done it for like a year plus as full time. I'm not just doing comedy. I do comedy. I do hosting. I do um, uh, some acting, TV commercials, and there you go. yeah, I, so, media, media, media. Work. I want- I want to know. I want to know. I didn't know actually that you were an engineer. I don't. That was your background, but I guess you can yeah, help me understand. I'm a geek. I'm a geek. <laughs> You're all right. Sounds good. So is that how you start off when when you were younger? Did you want to be a comedian or did you want to be an engineer? Neither. Neither. I didn't want. Yeah. When I was want? younger, I just uh, <laughs> when I was younger, I wanted to. I wanted to grow up, and when I grew up, I figured that I want money. So <laughs> and then I'm go. like, okay, what do I do now? Uh-huh. So uh, yeah, engineering was the clear one. Uh, easy the easy one to uh, to make to secure a good uh a good living i grew up in egypt so mm-hmm. engineering is uh is uh, you know you're either either an engineer or a, <laughs> or a doctor or a disappointment right. so i decided to be, <laughs> to, mm-hmm. be to be an engineer right so yeah i studied engineering and i uh, got my job first job in uh I was working in Egypt, then Algeria, and North Africa, and then the UK, and then UAE. Amazing. Yeah. So that's how you... I toured. That's how I toured as an engineer. You toured so as, as an as engineer. An engineer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this, this was my tour. Yeah. Your engineering tour. Uh, what's um, Have you toured as a comedian yet or not yet? I haven't. Mm-hmm. Uh, per se but i actually did a like i did a few gigs outside uae because i i didn't do comedy in egypt i didn't do comedy in the uk uh, i started comedy when i was in dubai so um i did one, a couple of gigs in amsterdam last year yes i was i was shooting with uh, like one one corporate well not corporate really i was shooting with the government of netherlands they wanted someone who looked Arab and spoke English and terrorist accent. So right. I was, <laughs> I was their choice. <laughs> you were so, the choice. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I, the uh, profile. <laughs> and I, 
Yeah. As I was there, there was uh, this comedy club. I, I, well, once you become a comedian, you just go anywhere and you check gigs. Like you just try to, to, to find gigs. Where's the comedy club? Make contact and all that. So I performed like yeah three gigs in a couple of nights in Amsterdam last year, <clears throat> and I performed in Egypt once, and that was it. I, I didn't perform anywhere else outside UAE. Okay. So there you go. Yeah. All right, sounds good. So, um, how's your English so good? Is what I want to know. Also, is like you grew up in Egypt and then Algeria and then, yeah. I mean, I, I think it? it's pretty good for. I mean, I know a lot of people. I mean, I live in Lebanon. I know a lot of people who s- speak English not great. I speak English pretty good because yeah. I've lived in the states for a bit. But you speak yeah. English pretty good. Is it because like you watch a lot of comedy in English? No, well, not really. I studied. <laughs> I mean, I, I, right. I had, I had. Yeah, my parents invested in education. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> plus i was living in the uk for quite some time like i lived for seven years in the uk so um so yeah i maybe i don't know i never thought about it why why do i speak english so i mean i mean good or not good i i don't, I don't know i never <laughs> i never asked it but yeah there it, you go it, it's just education and uh practice i practiced a lot i i was living as i said in the uk so probably i i got to hear it more and speak it more often and yeah here you go there you go all as right. long as you understand me that's great <laughs> there you go yeah is it different to make jokes in english than in arabic pardon is it different to make jokes in english because you mostly do it in arabic yeah yeah completely seen. different it's right completely, my jokes so? in english and mm-hmm. my my joke it, it's joking is is completely different from when in any language because it's it's not just about the joke it's about the uh and that's another thing that comedians it's like a trap where the comedians like uh, um, fall into is that they translate their English jokes to Arabic or translate their Arabic jokes to English. And it doesn't work the same way. You can, you can actually take the same premise. So you can choose if you want to talk about, let's say, I don't know, uh, you want to talk about parking lots and you want to joke about it. You can choose the same premise, but the, your punchlines, your joke structure has to be completely different. Um, otherwise, it's just not going to make the same impact on audience. It's not going to. It's not going to make. It's not going to be funny, right? Uh, because the timing, the way we joke in Arabic, the way we we laugh, our humor is completely different from the British humor. It's different. Well, British and American, even in the same language, British and American humor is different. True. So you find a lot of people from the UK. They find U.S. comedy lame. Mm-hmm. A lot of everybody in the U.S. will find that British humor Comedy's sucks. Boring. So right, it, exactly, mm-hmm. and it's the same language. Pretty cool. So yeah, so culture matters. Culture uh, references matters. matter. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, yeah. and in the Middle East, I mean, I'm sure your audience comes from many different countries in the Middle East. Is it is yeah. this culture matter in the Middle East? Is making jokes in Egypt different than UAE? Different than Algeria? Uh, to some extent, uh, well, I, I, honestly, I haven't done that many gigs in Egypt mm-hmm. to assess it firsthand. And most of the most of the comedy that I do for Egypt is through my Instagram and online videos. Uh, I'm getting good response, but I haven't done English video, English comedy videos, because even that the pattern is going to be completely different. The 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 way that like humorous uh, comedy videos, English videos, they're not like the same, the same uh, kind of uh, format that I do for the Arabic videos. It's, it's different. You need to add a lot more 
uh, into it, whether it's culture-related uh, act-outs, uh, impersonations, stuff like this. Um, I'm not really into this, so it doesn't really work for me. Uh, but stand-up comedy, English comedy, yes, it works. Like uh, I, I love performing in English equally the same, and I, I'd love to think that I'm equally funny in English live comedy as in Arabic. Yeah. All right. Pretty cool. All right. Sounds good. So let's talk about. Yeah. I want to hear more about your engineering life. You're the first engineering comedian we've had. Um, so tell really? us about. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess right. Okay. Is it common that most I don't know engineers turn to comedians? I think like. People are satisfied know, but, with their engineering career and they just stick with it just because they're it's safe, I guess. But now you're doing comedy full time is what you said, right? Yeah. No, no, no. I, well, that's the thing. I did comedy full time for a year. Mm -hmm. And then I, uh, yeah, I, I actually used to joke about it. I used to say like, like I, <laughs> I used to be a, a business development manager. And then a year ago, I quit this job and I became VP as in very poor. So, <laughs> Right. So yeah, I uh, I I turned back to a full time job. Okay. Simply because there were no gigs happening. Uh, we had we were locked down and mm -hmm. there were no gigs happening, no events, and uh, I had to like make a living somehow. So right. I thought, okay, and I, this company offered me to go back to corporate <laughs> job, and I I, I took it. And right. I'm doing both right now, but the full year that I did was was very beneficial because there's no conflict really between both, you know, between doing engineering and comedy or working in the media. Right. It's uh, there is no conflict. So I right now I'm doing both in parallel. Mm -hmm. So I'm working as comedian and uh, like in the entertainment business in general and um, and engineer. Um, yeah. Oh, cool. Cool. Doing both. And in in your personal life, are you like usually like? The, like the funny guy do you like the attention of making jokes or are you like more reserved and keep the jokes for stage it depends who i'm talking to but right. generally speaking <laughs> generally speaking i'm yeah I'm, i'm i'm cracking jokes here and there all the time so this is <laughs> this is how i this how i perform depending who i'm like, speaking who, who do you speak to where you really can't like make a joke some people like you are better not joke with them because i just want to end the conversation as quickly as possible <laughs> <laughs> There you go. They just put me off in the like, okay, um, I better not be joking right now. Like if mm -hmm. I'm, uh, I don't know, if I'm, if I'm renewing my driver's license, I definitely don't want to make any jokes. I just want to <laughs> get out as quickly as possible. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. All right. Cool. So, uh, but do you, do you think, yeah. of, do you think of the jokes? Like do the jokes pop up in your head and you just don't say them? Is that how it usually goes? Uh, no, no, no. But no. I actually think of new jokes. So with those that I don't want to be joking, I'll be pro probably collecting material. Mm -hmm. So this is how I I, I write my right. material, get my materials. I just go around and I find something that was really awkward or something that really pissed me off, and then I start to to think of something funny about it. So to or some like it's a premise for a joke, and then I start writing uh, more scenarios about it. It's like um, like paying fines, for example. There's nothing funny about paying a traffic fine. Right. But one of my yeah one of my strongest jokes is about how. The, the process of getting fines in, and the, the, the amount of fines, traffic fines and speeding tickets that we get in Dubai is phenomenal. I don't know if you've been before. Right. But it's <laughs> I've really been to bad. Dubai like, once. Yeah, I've been to Dubai once, but I didn't drive when I was there. Usually my parents yeah, drove. Good for you. Yes, good exactly. You, uh, they, they give yeah. a lot of speeding tickets to everyone. 
uh, well, not to everyone. It's <laughs> to whoever is reading. <laughs> right. I'm glad I'm not going to get fines as I'm talking to you right now. <laughs> exactly, right. But it's not easily well, avoidable. Just don't speed and then you won't get the speeding ticket. <laughs> you have to be very careful. You have to be very careful because there's so many speeding cameras on the road. It's mm-hmm. like really, I, I, I tell people like I have, I, I treat my driver's license like I'm like a loyalty card to the traffic authority. So it's like I'm taking points as I'm going along everywhere in Dubai, just collecting points. Uh, so, yeah, it's uh, it's quite uh, challenging not to get any points or not to get fines. <laughs> right. You feel kind of included, right? Because <laughs> everyone has one. Yeah, yeah, have yeah. one also, right? It's a, mm-hmm. it's a very, uh, very warm. Everybody's a, yeah, everybody's invited. Mm-hmm. Kind of thing. And you're like, oh, it's my turn now. I feel welcome. <laughs> right. Yeah. Pretty much. All right. So, cool. And how do you how do you get out of getting a driver's license? Uh, a driver's fine tickets. Yeah, you ticket. a traffic fine. Yeah, traffic fine. Well, just be careful. That's it. Or don't mm-hmm. drive or ask somebody else. To <laughs> there you go. Uh-huh. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And your interactions. Okay. You, That's it. Do you do you get like pissed off when like you see a traffic officer he's like told you pull put to the side uh, yeah i i, I used to mm-hmm. then i just got used to it like i used to get <laughs> annoyed about it mm-hmm. but then you kind of get used to it and you just live with you know that it's gonna piss you off for about uh, yeah a day and then you'll forget about it because it's yeah it's common mm-hmm. um but yeah i used to but now i'm very i'm very careful when i'm driving you kind of you know where you're going and you get used to where the, the fines are and you just be careful and you, you get away with, with not having fines for a few months and then you get one and you get pissed off. And But I started to think positively about it because I thought I, I started to make myself feel good that this money is going to be going to help someone somewhere. So it's like, yeah, collectively, it's good for the for the economy. <laughs> so I'd like to believe. It's like it's like when someone hey, goes to a contributing. doctor, like it. <laughs> I don't like yeah. it, but the doctors love it, you know? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Right. If everyone was uh, healthy, the doctors wouldn't absolutely. work, right? Exactly. exactly. <laughs> yeah. Pretty exactly. much. <laughs> so, this is how I'd like to think of it when I get it now, just to don't get like, okay, just breathe in and just mm-hmm. think that it's, yeah, some, you made someone happy and right. just go ahead and live your life normal. One of the, one of the, um, uh, my favorite moments of COVID, not, I know COVID has been kind of wild for a lot of people. Do you have favorite moments in COVID? I'll tell you <laughs> when COVID first struck and then everyone thought that everyone was going to die. Like I thought when COVID first started that half of my friends and family were going to die. That's what they made it seem okay. like. They made it seem really scary. So everyone yeah. was at home and all the roads were cleared, right? So I could drive smoothly. All the highways were open, no traffic. Yeah. I live in LA. There's usually a lot of traffic. I was just cruising around. And uh, it was kind of, I like the open roads. And now traffic's back. People don't care anymore. Pretty much with you. Um, yeah. What's your what's uh, your favorite part of COVID? <laughs> My favorite part of, I don't know. I'm, I don't really think there's a favorite part. I think the, the, the favorite part in COVID is that people stopped hugging me. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> right. It's like, yeah, if you're living in the Arab uh, like kind of society you're mm-hmm. usually hugged more than often like in <laughs> in anywhere else in the world like people like to like to hug you a lot mm-hmm. um, yes. so, people think it's yeah, strange exactly. right hug, yeah exactly hug, 
and you go around and we just do it shamelessly. You just go around, there's 20 people sat and you just go shaking hands and hugging and kissing every single person on the on the table. So this is, um, yeah, it's it's good sometimes, but when there are so many of them, no, you don't, you don't want to do it. But uh, so this, is, <laughs> this might be one of my favorite. No, there I think go. that people are having more space now. People are giving you more space than than before and you don't really need to um like you don't need to give uh, excuses as often so if i don't want to go somewhere all you need to do is just to feel like you know what i just i feel like i'm having some body aches <laughs> <laughs> right and then immediately be like okay oh just don't come <laughs> exactly yeah hang up just get away yeah you just go and get tested mm-hmm. so yeah i think this is a lot e- like it's very it's very easy like i can i can get away with okay because people used to get upset you tell you okay it's my okay it's my 30th birthday it's my 40th birthday and you have to attend and i'm like you know what we had a covid case in the office <laughs> right there and you go. that's it that there ends that ends the commitment completely <laughs> there's a zero commitment to everybody and similarly at work like if you don't feel like it just okay guys you know what i'm just not feeling well all right I'll uh, work from before home. that you could, yeah. yeah i don't do it honestly i haven't done it i actually had like i i i was like i was tested positive mm-hmm. and uh, it's not very cool Yes, I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, uh, no, like uh, going to work is much cooler than, <laughs> than, than testing sick. positive. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, no, 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 it's fine. It wasn't, yeah. it wasn't, no, there was nothing dramatic, but it wasn't very, like, it's a bad flu. It's a really bad, like, right. it, 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 yeah, it knocks you out for, for 10 days, the best part of 10 days to two weeks. It knocks you out like you're, you're like so miserable, so frustrated, and you start feeling sorry for yourself. It's I don't I didn't have any bad symptoms like life threatening, but it's very, it's very frustrating when you feel like you're like helpless. And then the the, the issue with it is that it comes and goes. So the following day you might be thinking, oh, okay, this is it, I'm done. And then at night you're just uh, shivering and you're just feeling shit and and you just have to go back and like feel like take all the paracetamols and whatever you're taking to bring the fever down etc so it's frustrating but there was nothing life-threatening there was nothing really so terrible about it okay it's just as a man you feel like you're you're, you've been defeated you know like i feel you shit sickness right you feel like you're a tough guy until you get ill or something uh, kind yeah. of yeah mm-hmm. you feel like you're a tough guy and then you realize that you're just yeah merely a guy you're just <laughs> merely a piece of meat on the sofa waiting for the virus to just go yeah there you go. but All it's right. cool and the good thing That's is cool. that everybody gets it like if you get it at home everybody will get it it's mm-hmm. not just you it's right. no more nobody will shame you for it everybody around you will get it so yeah yeah it's a group experience a lot of people experience it now yeah true what yeah, do you think? It's, like th- it's like chicken pox, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like people are going to start doing this, like chicken pox parties. You know, they listen, guys, I got COVID. Yalla, <laughs> let's, let's all hang out. Yeah. And quarantine for the next two weeks. Yeah. And then everybody will be just honed in for about 14 days and then <laughs> we'll meet again. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> maybe that's way, maybe that's one way about it. Yeah. Maybe that's one solution. <laughs> What do you see? What do you see about well, if, if the virus, if the virus, like if you develop antibodies that will just 
work for every strain of the virus it's good but the problem is that i'm hearing that there are updates of it like it's right uh, you can <laughs> get it once like and twice and happen different kinds uh, corona will happen it's uh, you're getting like okay there's the new version of it every six months you get a new version of it and you're gonna i don't even know if vaccines are gonna work for all this uh, nobody knows now nobody knows right no That's one knows no one knows, no one knows anything. anything no one knows and what happened to your finger what gave you the the the, the blue I, finger the <laughs> i shut a door on my finger and it's the middle finger as well and it's the yeah, middle finger yeah. as well right i shut yeah. a door on you my shut finger. A door, huh? yeah okay. exactly and then, and then it's, it was it's been blue for the past couple months now okay i don't know what i should do yeah. about it <laughs> yeah it's gonna be another three months until this clears oh well <laughs> there you go it'll grow <laughs> out i think yeah um yeah. speaking of uncertainty i want to know what you think is going to be the new normal after once we pass through this um because as you said people, like because people are getting people keep kissing lives. right are getting people keep kissing each other and hugging each other are going to keep uh, to i think uh, i think it, no no i think the new normal would be just um people will start to keep distance um like for for quite some time until everybody gives it like a like gets reassurance that it's not nothing bad about it but um but yeah distance will definitely become the new norm traveling to crowded places is gonna be is gonna come down like a lot of people will start to prefer outdoor and um more nature um kind of uh oriented trips rather than just going in malls and shopping and all of this so i think this is gonna this is gonna come down um on online conferences or like what we're doing now this is now already become the new norm so right. before that people used to be shy to go in front of the camera you'd ask someone to like even in conference calls they used to have the calls in like without showing having the camera on it was just right, voice video. calls because they mm -hmm. know that they can eventually see each other mm -hmm. but now everybody is kind of comfortable in camera it makes me no special so <laughs> <laughs> right exactly yeah it is really cool so i'm losing this edge i'm losing this edge that i have the mm -hmm. most to just go in front of a camera and just mm -hmm. talk and all this everybody is now right. becoming normal like becoming a, a social media public figure is becoming now a lot easier because mm -hmm. Uh, the social barrier of okay am i gonna do a video you find a lot of like i used to do it even before my like, way before this happened and people used to think okay like you you pop your cherry online like this it's quite uh, it's quite ballsy like right. how do you do it mm -hmm. and you're like you have such a okay senior position in a company and your colleagues will see you and i'm like okay it's fine i'm not doing anything that i'm ashamed of but when you start, well, after the COVID, a lot of people, this was the means to express yourself to the planet. So there were no social life. Everybody started opening and TikTok made it easier for yeah, everybody. Yes. Uh -huh. Exactly. So you found like top executives going online and doing all sorts of crap. And, and there's no shame about it. Nobody's shaming anybody for it. So the stigma of doing online videos or becoming an online figure has, uh, has become normal uh to okay. a lot of people at least so, so yeah i think it's uh that this is the other thing um uh, what else uh i think um cooking a lot of people took uh like took uh like cooking for a hobby now like a lot of people started exploring their their 
cooking skills and started uh, yeah and feeding their family omelets for like three months <laughs> yeah, right like, this is uh-huh. this did is you my learn any, now I'm a cook. did you learn any recipes during covid i cook even before covid i, I love right. cooking mm-hmm. but during covid yeah, I, 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 I do a lot of cooking uh, in general like i, I love the kitchen i love to cook um yeah music again mm-hmm. a lot of people started to everybody started to think okay i need to find myself a hobby Right. So this was one of my like I I like I actually did a post about this on on Facebook I think is like lessons learned during COVID. Right. And uh, a lot of it like um, I started like one a lot of the lessons were uh, for people just find yourself a hobby find yourself um, something that is like for you to mm-hmm. to enjoy uh, without other people find yourself. Um, and find yourself a good partner, a happy partner. This is a very important one because, mm. yeah. It's hard. Uh, I have a happy a, partner, right? Happy <laughs> partner, yes. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. uh, that's my, uh, that's my, my, my theory or that's why I, well, I try. I mm-hmm. applied it really. Uh, yeah. Right. Because some, some people say happiness is kind of overrated. Do you like agree or not really? <laughs> no, I'm not about like I'm not. I don't go right. on about this. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, okay. You need you need to find happiness in you mm-hmm. and all. No, I'm not this kind of. I'm not a very spiritual uh, yoga person. <laughs> right. But but become being happy at least, even if you're not happy, mm-hmm. don't blame it on others. This is important. So if you're, if you can be happy yourself, it's fine. If you cannot, don't, don't blame it on others that this is why you're not happy because I did it in the past. And then I realized that this is bullshit. There is no such thing as I'm not happy because people around me are not. No, this is just bullshit. If you, if I'm not happy, it's because I am not happy. So find, I need to find a way of becoming happy and if if your partner is not happy you're not going to make him or her happy uh it's wow. that's pretty it's, deep you cannot do it you just you just cannot do it yeah yeah, yeah. all right so you even if it. you're a comedian <laughs> <laughs> even if you're a comedian you heard to hear from, from a comedian right you yeah, can't force even people if you're to a be comedian, happy you cannot make your partner happy if, yeah. you, if she or he's not happy or he's not happy even mm-hmm. if you're a comedian if you're funny you make her laugh but you cannot make her happy if she is not a happy person all right so you so, gotta find yeah. someone who's happy that's pretty good uh yeah and then you guys are gonna become free and that's another problem then <laughs> and that's illegal so and that's illegal <laughs> yeah pretty much all right cool oh yeah yeah so i don't want to give people ideas i don't mean that find somebody else to come and join your couple but no i mean just find <laughs> Right. I'm not inviting people for I'm not promoting threesomes <laughs> online. I'm just saying uh, right. yeah, find yourself a happy partner. If you guys are not happy, just <laughs> leave and find another one. Just don't bring more, don't invite people to the party. No, exactly. Just, <laughs> hey, too. That's that's some that's some great advice. All right. And uh, I want to hear more about your 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 comedy. So what's next? What's next for are you gonna go back? when COVID ends or are you, what, what's your... No, I already started right gigging. No, no, I already right. started performing. I had like a, maybe three or four shows since... Really? Uh, How's that going? Yeah, yes. Yeah. It went really well. It went really well. And actually one of them, well, the first one was a bit awkward because there was a lot of big spacing. It was just after the we were allowed events. Mm-hmm. And there was like two and a half meter or two meters spacing between every seat. 
so it looked like I'm performing to to myself really it's like very like uh, 30 people in like a, a huge room and then it's like lots of space between them uh, but it went really well people people appreciate more now so they appreciate the entertainment they appreciate live right. events more than before because it's become a rare commodity like it's not something that everybody is is having all the time as it used to be we were abusing a lot of things we, were, we used to abuse everything like consuming more than we can and kind of go if taking things for granted like okay i'm gonna have a party now there's no party like there's no there's no clubbing there's no right. there's no live events even when you go like you have to put your mask on and like it's it's uh, so now things are much more appreciated I don't think COVID was a bad thing to happen. Of course, to some, to a lot of people, it was yes. negative because mm-hmm. uh, some people lost dear friends and family members and stuff. And I cannot be happy about this. I'm not. I'm not saying I'm happy about COVID, but it's definitely collectively when you look at the universe, the whole system, it definitely yeah influenced some some positiveness in our lives. Wow. Well. Muhammad yeah. um, Ali, uh, I mean, time flew by so fast already, and um, we're wrapping up on time a bit, and this is great. <laughs> we end on the universe. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thank yeah. You so much. Ending on a positive note. Ending on a positive note, the universe, man. Uh, good to, really good to see. I don't know where you got the name Momos Laughs, though. <laughs> Momos is my, well, my, gra- my grandfather from my mom's side is Greek. Mm-hmm. So uh, he used to, yeah, the, the, the nickname that he gave me is Momos. Instead of Muhammad, he used to call me Momos, Momos, yeah. There you go. So this side decided that it's going to be my stage name. That's Ama- it. Amazing. And where can people find more of you if they want to hear more? Enjoy. Well, I'm in 407. <laughs> <laughs> <JV>. <laughs> there you go. Go to the comedy clubs. Comedy right. Club. <laughs> uh-huh. No, just follow me on Momos Laughs on all platforms. Like, so... Um, uh, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, TikTok. whatever you there will you find. Go. Yeah. I, I post everything, my gigs, everything. And mm-hmm. if I ever come to Los Angeles, I'll uh, I'll give you a buzz. And I'll Please, probably, yeah, I'll, by the way, I had my plans. I had in my plans to perform in the US before, when before this COVID happened, and I was right. supposed to be in the US last March, but right. it didn't happen. But it will one day. It will because I have friends as well there. If it does, so hopefully one day. ring me up and me and my friends will come check out one of your shows. Of course, I'd love to. Yeah. And um, check, uh, check, check Momo Slaps out where, uh, if he's around your town and follow and subscribe and um, make sure to subscribe to A2 The Show also. I uh, Other Ali isn't here. He's traveling. And I sat next to Radiator today. So I didn't realize my glasses are fogging up. Oh, well, here we go. <laughs> so yeah, it. I could see it. Yeah. I could see I'm, it. Not cr- I'm not crying. I don't have a fever. I'm just sitting right next to a radiator. <laughs> I'm wearing a jacket. But oh, well, subscribe. So um, so I can fix the heater problem. There we go. Once we reach 1,000 subscribers, I'll we'll be better. There we go. And uh, Momos, is there anything else you want to shout out or say before we wrap up here? No, just stay safe, be happy, and yeah, look forward to a, a better year if it wasn't as good in the last year or an equally good year this year. Amazing. Uh, this is how we sign out, uh, and uh, I'll see you next time. Cheers, buddy. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.
Yeah, I mean, we do all sorts of couples therapy from premarital when people come in and they don't have actually problems, but they want to strengthen their relationship, all the way to like divorce therapy when people know they want to divorce and separate, they just want to make it amicable and co-parent if they have kids and so on. And then everything else in between from infidelity to other forms of betrayal to addiction problems to, um, you know, uh, this connection. But I think, you know, in that middle area when they come in with problems um, regardless of what the issue is there is a disconnection disengagement distance in the relationship um, and that seems to be uh, very common most couples who end up divorcing